Do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. Life, 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 life with football. To leave the train, please step over the gap between the train and the platform. What's up and welcome back. Life with football, episode 23. Football season is here, ladies and gentlemen. Tim, what's up, bro? What's up, man? How's everybody doing? <laughs> All is good. All is good. <laughs> Football season is here. We're at the end. We're approaching the end of August. Got some preseason stuff in this episode. Um, some life stories, some good stuff. But overall, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time yeah. to be alive. I'll tell you what makes football season getting closer and closer and here is the heat is I just need the heat to go away. It's got a break. It's boiling. Yeah, it's rough. Boiling. It just sucks. Fall, it gets like shorter and shorter, dude. Like hoodie weather is just shorter and shorter. That's what I want. We need some 70 degrees, 72, Uh, a nice calm football night and we're on. Uh, It's coming, man. Those fire pit nights. Mid sixties in the back, you know, early October. I like it. It's coming soon. High school football. We're moving forward. We're excited for football. I got a uh, went to Lucas Oil Stadium on Friday night. All right, home opener. Uh, yeah. Oh, not the home opener, but the opening game of Indiana or the opening week of Indiana high school football. And uh, so some, crazy. Something called the Horseshoe Classic. It was two games uh, at Lucas Oil Colt Stadium. Uh, it was West Lafayette High School versus Harrison. I think it was Harrison. And then um, Burbuff, Jesuit High School versus Bishop Chatard. Um, they're doing some class changes and differences. They were 3A, 4, and now I think they're now 4A. But regardless, it was just such a cool scene. Could you imagine yeah. being a high school kid and opening up your season at freaking Lucas Oil Stadium, dude? No, that's, that seems like almost impossible that but it's so cool that in today's day and age that is possible it is like that's what i think that's a big thing is just the the you know it's come such a long way and it's so big and social media has so much to do with that that back then when we were there was no there wasn't even an opportunity for anything like not that a chance not a chance so it's really cool opportunity for the schools the kids the parents so i went to Lucas Oil as officially like this is the first time I went as like a media member, right? So we got the yeah. we got the media passes hooked up and show up to the stadium. We had this sweet plan. So like the more and more I go about this, the more and more I learn about the media side, getting the right angles, getting yeah. the right shots. So we got this approach that we were coming to the game with, had some mic'd up moments ready, blah blah blah. On the way we had to stop at Best Buy and get like this uh, pickup thing for this cable for the microphones to work. Cable ends up being wrong. So we go back to Best Buy. They don't have it. Then we're going to Target all yeah. along, like uh-huh. in my mind, like I wanted to, we were going to be nice and early, have the set, equipment yeah. set up, ready to roll. Target doesn't have it. We had to scrap the mic'd up stuff, right? So that boom, uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's out. And then, you know, we're just dropping equipment. We're getting, you know, a family member sick in the hospital. Like, all this stuff is coming on as we're driving down to Lucas Oil. So, things fall apart. But, hey, at any point, you adjust, get there. Yeah. Um, So, we get there, literally park on one side of the stadium. 
thought the entrance was here. They say the media entrance on the op- <laughs> literally the opposite corner, right? So now we're walking around, have no idea where the hell to go. So we yeah. got in there, um, and nobody's telling me anything, right? So I'm just we're just yeah. wandering around this place. Find a, I see a guy go down an elevator. We go down to the elevator, and I find a guy that with like a you know a news type camera. Yeah, and I'm like he know, he knows exactly where he's going. <laughs> so we were just following him down the tunnel, work our way down, and uh, walk out to the turf, bro. And it was like, man, ah. we we arrived. Like it was so cool. And That's um, cool, man. we were walking past because there was a game in front of us. Uh, we weren't at the West Lafayette game. And the team, I think Harrison was coming out. And the whole team was walking out of the tunnel. They were they were leaving. Yeah. We're coming in. But it was just, it was hilarious because I just had no clue what I was doing. Yeah. And I'm just following, yeah. I'm following people with other cameras. They got the bags. They're putting it against the wall. I'm like, <laughs> do I do this? Yeah. And uh, so it was cool. Trial by fire, bro. That's it. So now I go back. And one time I go back, hopefully it's like the state finals. Then I'll know what the yeah. heck I'm doing. Exactly. You live and you learn, dude. You get thrown in it. You just throw yourself right in there. Yeah, it was cool. Hi, I'm here with the camera. Right. <laughs> that's it. That's no, it. That's good. The first part of that story sounded like a like a uh, like a Larry David Kirby enthusiasm <laughs> episode, bro. Just everything going wrong. Like All a, right. Well, overall great experience, man. It was really cool. Yeah. But what um, a cool thing. Well, like, that really is cool, just for everybody, even for those kids to be able to do that. That's cool, man. NFL week one's in the books actually official football but before week one comes preseason camp right and I know we didn't have a we haven't had an episode during all all of preseason camp so yeah I mean that's just such a huge part and it's changed so much like from the days of freaking two practices a day just grinding it out sweating it out um where it's a little lighter let me me ask you which way did you do you think is better I mean I think the progress that you know, the advancements in football are, are the right things. I just yeah. don't know. I, I do know the value of, you know, we're getting into whatever we call it, hell week, two a days, whatever it is. Like yeah. that is a, that's a mental, mental struggle, a mental battle that when you get through it, you feel like a different person, yeah. you know? And I think yeah. that adds some value to the character of individuals, but I also understand the danger. I mean, we've seen, unfortunate events yeah. and people pass away and just not so yeah. good things happen. So understand it, but I do think it loses a little bit of, um, you know, just that edge mentally and what that takes to get through that stuff. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I think, I think too, like back in the day, I don't, I hate the saying back in the day cause yeah. we're not 75 years old, but when we were doing it, like our parents and me and you, you know, we were spoiled shits growing up. You know right. what I mean? I think, but when we went to start that kind of a camp and that kind of was a good separation between family and growing up. And that's why I kind of, mm-hmm. I'll never, I understand completely. It's better for the brain. It's better for the body, but for the toughness of a, of a team and um, just an overall toughness about the game of football that gets now pushed away to the side. And yeah. that's the thing that I have a hard time, you know, just trying to teach, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I no, I get that, but too, it depends what level you're talking about. Like high school might be different. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is uh, there and where they go in between practices or whatever. College, you're there, dude. Like you might be on yeah. the field too. Like you might be just going through walkthroughs and yeah. But 
that those no, two those two weeks, those two and a half weeks, three weeks, whatever it is, where you're in camp and only camp, there's no class, there's yeah. no nobody else on campus. Um, the 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 chemistry that develops and the team dynamics and the yeah. night meetings and the 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 performances by freshmen, whatever, all of that, yeah. that bonding and everything going on, it's so crucial. And you know, that's team dynamics. You might not have to bust your yeah. ass for two practices in a row, like every day. But at the same yeah. time, you're locked in in the football facility for two straight weeks, yeah. and that's all you're seeing. I think that's that makes huge strides for a team dynamic all of a sudden. In, in your experience at Purdue for those five camps, do does every and at that level does everybody buy into it, or do you have groups? You know what I mean, like uh, clicks almost, or how does that play itself out? Buy into what? Just. Uh... Like, you, you know, know just the overall, the overall team, team side team of it. Goal and, yeah. Yeah. I like, think. Do you think it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it varies over the, literally over the course of the camp. Like it's a, you know, wave, yeah. you know, first couple of days you're excited. You're getting through. Finally, all this whole, the year of work that you've put in or the half year yeah. that you've put in in the off season. It's all come to a culmination. Like this is it. Excited to be there. First get out there go through all the motions but two to three days in we're like then you're like all right <laughs> like it's starting to wear uh yeah. going through repetitive things and reps and doing all that so and then you start dealing with the emotions of okay job security who's who's yeah. getting the starting job who's competing who's performing better all that stuff is going through yeah. mentally and i think it's a it's a battle you're waking up same thing yeah. every day um, but I think programs are doing a better job too of, of changing up camp and just adjusting where they can, yeah. where, whatever it is, freaking yeah. popsicles, a trip to the beach. Uh, you've yeah. seen it all over social and all that, just of the different course. things that, that guys do. But, um, yeah, but when you, you say, know, I think clicks, clicks form naturally as like relationships and stuff like that develop. Yeah. But I think for the most part, like if, if you're at that level, man, like you're here for a reason and, it's yeah. it's quick that if you are not here for that, like you're exposed quickly and some gotcha, you know, and you will not be there for very long. Yeah, I, I I get that. You know, it's the big difference I see too is from like college experience like that to doing it in in high school that you played with kids that you've known since you're six seven years old. Mm -hmm. So when it you know that that group has always been together, you know what I mean. So when you get to that level of where you where you are and what's going on today it's like that's with all strangers bro you know that's what it. i mean like no that's doubt. the crazy part of it you walk in there as a whatever 17 year old 18 year old a whole new group of people and you're literally figuring out yeah. the person next to you like your locker next yeah. to you as you're there battling in, yeah. in camp and stuff like that so it, it is really cool but dynamic it, and that's how crucial it is like as a human being, take the football out of it. Like you, t you take the human out of their comfort zone and their town and their home. Boom, they're dropped into a new place. And about you know, a freshman class might be twenty, it might be fifteen, it might be twenty-five, whatever. Yeah. All those kids are doing the same exact thing. Um, and how you just adjust, how you adapt as a human, how you you know compose yourself and just get through things. Yeah. I mean, the lessons learned in in the preseason camp alone is uh yeah. it will stick with you for a long time yeah that's awesome um that's nah, cool time yeah absolutely i think so this this past i think last week we went to the colts camp 
Colts preseason yeah. camp right here, right up here at Grand Park. I'm like four minutes away from it. So we finally got the chance to go. I went with Leo, my son, and Pops, my dad. Uh, first of all, the the scene they that they have up for three weeks is is ridiculous. They have this huge kid yeah. zone, um, inflatables. You could run the 40. You got accuracy, throwing footballs. They got food, like the yeah. taste. You know, there's tents, like a row of tents all over the place. So it's it's really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then you, you know, that's all behind like the bleachers and stuff. You get you get to the bleachers, you watch them practice. And I, I just wanted to mention of how how huge of a difference. Because So this is really the first time I've been to a pro <laughs> football camp, preseason camp or yeah. practice, and seen them operate. Two things. Number one, the drills that they're running are the most yeah. basic of fundamentals. Like when you get to individual drills, like I was watching yeah. linebackers, for example. I mean, they're literally the simplest of linebacker drills that you could think of, whether it's, you know, over bags, stepping over bags, lateral movement, reacting, picking up a fumble here and there. But the, yeah. the professional level that they are executing the smallest uh, technique, you know what I'm saying? The simplest yeah. technique or the most basic. So I think a point to that is you got – everyone out here on every social and YouTube channel and Twitter, whatever. And I think what makes more, makes things more attractive are these cool drills and these cool movements yeah. and the different types of things that a coach can put you through. But you get out there to actual football with pads on and at the highest, highest level, they're not doing anything like that, man. I mean, it's yeah. pure, you know, tackling technique or sh uh, shuffle technique and how you accelerate off your, the professional uh, professional level and just really coaching the basics, dude. I mean, we're talking yeah. about guys making millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars for that season. And the coaches out there just like going through the basic, basic stuff, but they, that's where you got to be excellent. Yeah. So do you think, do you think that is, that is done at that level because of why, because attention to detail is the most important thing about it. Or is it because, I mean, they're still working hard, right? Oh, absolutely. Like it's not, yeah. So, or do you think all the other stuff is just fluff in their eyes? It's yeah. Fluff. It's I think not, it's a combination. Yeah. I think it's a combination because I, I agree. I mean, the very, you have to be a master at the very basic fundamentals. Um, I, and I'll also add in that these pros in the off season, they are doing the crazy stuff as far as, you know, yeah. getting their body right and taking these different movements and all of that. But everything yeah. that's done in this practice at, at the Colts camp or other NFL teams, like it's all related to their specific movement on the field. You know what I'm saying? Like a gotcha. linebacker yeah, is going to move, a linebacker is going to move, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten ways in a game, and that's it. Like that's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. And it's got to gotcha. correlate to the whole, you know, what you're doing on an individual basis and then put that a layer on top what you're doing as a group like maybe linebackers yeah. and dbs how that fits in with coverages then what you're doing as as a full 11 so you could just see the building blocks being put on yeah. and being worked that they know point it's number awesome, yeah, man. it's crazy point number two the operations of one of these practices dude unbelievable like yeah you know think about think about going to high school in your or junior high or whatever middle school and you're sitting there on the sideline and and every the whole team is basically watching the starting offense go through their plays right they're doing like 10 yeah. plays maybe starting offense starting defense 11 on 11 everybody else sitting there picking picking their noses right 
and they might be out. You might be in <laughs> one period in that period for like 25 minutes, 30 minutes, just running plays, yeah. getting ripped by coaches. And wow. then, you you know, as you go up levels, all these practices are broken down. Like I said, you're going into layers, right? So you're first starting with the individual coach. Then you go into some group um, that you're working together, like QBs and wide receivers, uh, running yeah. backs. And, running backs, O-line. And O-line, something like that. And then you get into some, uh, you know, offensive-defensive groups. So now you're competing one-on-ones, um, pods. A pod drill is a – um, a run drill, right? So it'd basically be like the offensive line, the defensive line, some linebackers maybe, and the running backs. But instead of going what we used to call nine on seven, basically the whole O-line, the whole D-line, and the linebackers, they they break it up into pods. So now it's the center, the gotcha. two guards, right? The, yep. and the tackle and the tight end on one side, the tackle and tight end on the other side. So now you're taking out all the exterior stuff that could happen, like injuries, stepping yep. on toes, stepping on ankles. So it's down to a science, dude. And everybody's yeah, just working man. the technique. Is it a reach technique? Is it a down block? If that's happening, yeah. what's the defensive lineman doing? So, like, that's the next layer. Then the layer on top of that, you might be doing 11-on-11. Um, 11 11 and they're drilling a specific situation in the game. Like, yeah. when we were there for the Colts practice, everything was red zone. What they were calling yeah. high red zone, they're calling low red zone. And one-on-ones, it was low red zone. Uh, seven on seven, it was high red zone. So now you're focusing on what coverages that in this situation, what you're going to be doing. And, yeah. you know, another day that might be working all third down, third and long, third and yeah. short, whatever. So it's down to the science. But the operations piece, okay, think about this. You're in your 20-minute drill for high school, and then, boom, we'll go into, all right, defense is next or something like that, right? And everybody's just kind of walking around, lingering to the next drill, you know, just picking their ass, not doing anything. Yeah. The the horn blows. One drill is over. Let's say it was the linebackers I was watching. The horn horn blows. It's special teams, period, right? Guys are freaking out. Like, on the next field – I would say literally within 30 seconds, dude, a rep is going off in that next period, right? So the professional level of the managers, the equipment people that are already prepared that drill that's happening next, and all these guys, all these players have to do is move from one section to the next. They go to their spot and kick return. Bang, the whistle goes. They're hitting the rep. Like there is no wasted minutes in an NFL practice. I think, and I learned that obviously from the college level where – you know, we had practices broken down into five-minute periods. So you knew, um, you know, period one was five minutes. You're doing whatever, warm-up type drills or whatever yeah. it is, individual, period two, period three. And I knew, like, practice would last maybe 24 periods or something like that. So yeah. you're getting to, like, 20, and you're like, we're almost there. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Yeah. it keeps the momentum going where, yeah, like, you're not sitting there for 25 minutes staring at, at stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? So if there's any – if there's, that ruins practices, bro. There's no you question. You know what I'm saying? Like when you have something just sitting there and like, uh, yeah. you know, it ruins the whole vibe and the flow. And it's not a uh, run it again. Like we're going to run it till we get yeah. it right. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it ain't happening. Like, you know, yeah. some head guys will be like, I, I've been in practices where like they bring everybody up after 30 minutes and they say, we're starting this crap over again. Like, yeah, go back to period one and let's – you. Do, do what you need to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But as far as, like, there's a script to how many plays should be run, what plays are being run. Everybody's on that script. Everybody's rehearsed and done this. So if you screw up, it's on to the next thing. Like, we're moving forward. 
you know, and you yeah. get it right, get it corrected on film, all of that. So the big lesson I learned from that, stick to the basics as far as within practice if you're coaching, especially the young guys, nothing fancy. And two, like break up that practice into small little yeah. sections and keeping pe- keeping kids interested um, and everybody on the same page, prepare and everybody yeah. knows what their what their role is and what they're doing. But that was such a professional awesome. operation, man. Yeah, I can imagine, man. That's what I was going to say. Going back to your your story of Luke at Lucas Oil, it sounds like you need a legit operations manager. Oh. I am available. <laughs> There's no question. Everything everything that I do, like it just got to get down yeah. to the granular level of what exactly, what's your plan? Instead of just showing yeah. up and winging it, which I do a lot. Yeah. So, um, That's great, man. That's cool that you guys got to go down there and see that. Yeah. Did Leo enjoy that? Oh, yeah. He loved it. He loved, the obviously, so awesome. the – the football piece that he was able to do throwing the football yeah, and yeah. all that and uh you know he's jumping through dummies and jumping on those like landing pads yeah. the big pads and stuff so it was cool so he was having fun yeah it was a good time um so yeah man preseason camp it's a it's a work it's a workout it's a it's a mental stressor for sure but it it develops people pretty pretty damn quickly when all you're focusing on is football um and it, and it's a uh, it's a life building. You know what I'm saying? It it helps you. It really does. Like the game of football isn't just about being a football star and scoring touchdowns and getting recruited. It really is about you know camaraderie and teamwork and being a part of a group trying to succeed in something. Like that's what's great about the the game. You know, awesome. it, it, there's nothing better than it. So if you ever have a chance to be a part of a football team or have your kids part of it, it it's more than football. You know, it's just like just like you said, camp. I, I haven't played football in twenty something years, man. But I can remember vividly a lot of those those two days and being in camps and doing all that stuff. So yep. it lasts a lifetime, you know. And you're pulling from those lessons that you've developed in yeah. those sports every day as a grown man. Like, and just yep. thinking about it from an employment section or uh, uh, you know job stuff or whatever. Like the leadership skills that are developed, the the way that you work with different people. Um, how you operate, how you go about your daily yeah. tasks, things like that. Like that's why athletes, when they graduate, and you know, I, I interview people for a living, like athletics, and I know yeah. the value of that, and I know going up against adversity. Like when times get hard in the office, the yeah. athlete is will say, you know what I mean? I've been through this before. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not yeah. like I'm not going to fold. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Every every interview I've been on or even like a promotional interview where I'm going to be trying to rise up into a, a higher position, it's every time the word, uh, you know, I play college baseball, I've been, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about teamwork. There, The eyebrow raises, like you, you instantly get a look, all right, this guy, you know, he can handle when the ship's crumbling down. Yeah, you know what I mean? Little did he know I struck out six times in a row once. But <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but that you know teaches you a mean. lesson too, man. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt. So absolutely, I think you know it's huge, man. I got two last two last memories of uh, preseason camp story, real quick. So, number one, I, I land in the middle of Indiana in West Lafayette. I'm from Long Island, New York, right? Obviously, I the accent is there, thick New York that you still have. Thick, yeah. And I go and speaking in the huddle. I'm a freshman quarterback. I got seniors like starting that were just in the Rose Bowl six months ago, right, yeah. or seven months, eight months ago. They're in the Rose yeah. Bowl, and I step in. I have no clue what's going on, and uh, 
there's a you know the play it was a draw right i can't i still can't even say the word draw like i have it screwed up but it was like yeah. 40 draw it was you know simple draw play i'm in the huddle and i'm saying you know it's doubles right 40 draw like something like that and this one um rob turner was his name dude he's three yeah. 320 something pounds like <laughs> the guy looked like he was 30 years old and yeah. um, the the beard he had his like belly hanging out jacked up and he's looking yeah. at me and like he steps out of the huddle like steps up leans up and he's looking at coaches like get this guy out of here you know what i'm saying like yeah. i can't understand he, he said that yeah like who is it like i can't even understand a yeah. word this guy's saying <laughs> like looking around and i was yeah. like damn i wanted to freaking disappear dude yeah like just shrink into the grass but yeah. again that's you're just thrown into the fire and you got to learn how yeah. to deal with that stuff man Think and it was where you came from, bro. West Babylon, Ron Landella, who in the huddle with a mammoth NFL right, right tackle, bro. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> and uh, and I remember even in like um, uh, routes, routes on air, like quarterbacks would throw to wide receivers. And you had, you know, when I was there, um, I mean, legends Taylor Stubblefield, yeah. Seth Morales, John Staniford, um, bunch of people. And my one guy, his name was A.T. Simpson, right? Number 80. AT and he was just you know he was there probably his fifth year um you know mixed in playing time the here and there and, and was a big part of the Rose Bowl year too and if if you would throw off like if I like a slant or something and it'd be off a little bit he wouldn't even raise his hands dude he wouldn't even raise his hands he'd just continue running and just make what? you look stupid that you were off on the throw. Oh, man. And so every time I looked over and I saw it was him that I was throwing to, I'd get jammed up because, like, you, had, you yeah. just needed to put it right on him. and he yeah. Or else he'd be like, man, you know what I'm saying? Not even wasting yeah. his energy. Which, as a coach, and, would, and, I'd lose it on somebody like that. Yeah. But I guess he had the clout like that. At any point in your time there with those older kids as a true freshman, did you re earn any of their respect? At any point during a practice or anything. Yeah, I mean, at some at at points, you know what I'm saying. It was more. Yeah. Like I was a scout team, scout team quarterback, so you go against yeah. the defense and all that stuff. But and then they You're had taking it on the chin, taking it on the chin. One of the hardest hits I've ever taken was from Aiken <laughs> Adell in practice. Um, got crushed, <laughs> but um, yeah, all was good, man. It, you know, it, as you as it. As you progress through the season, like everybody, you know, you become part of the group, you become part of the team, yeah. and then just everybody adjusts and and recognizes for who you are and all that. So the a beauty yeah. of a team, which is cool. That's awesome, man. The best, the best preseason stuff, and then you get right into the games. Um, with also the beginning of football means the beginning of youth football, and that's ah uh, yeah. So second grade football, first time in pads for the nephew for Parker. Like, and you're you're yeah. obviously coaching the team. This is something I want to keep a pulse on as we go through the the, the season. But give me yeah. a little bit of um a little bit of context. What's happening for the T Birds right now as season starts and padded practice? What's that all mean to you? T Birds have been it's it's intense, man. We I mean, we we're definitely. I don't know. I can't. There's no barometer of what other seven-year-old teams are doing, but I feel like there's not a lot of other teams doing what we're doing, especially practice-wise. And uh, like we even had a Saturday practice yesterday, all agility, speed work. You know, nice. we had a turnout. Everybody that was supposed to be there was there. You know what I mean? So, kids want to do it. Parents want it to happen. That's good. Yeah, it's definitely moving in the right direction. Um, as for Parker, he. It, so he had the first pair of practice two weeks ago. 
Then he got sick, so he missed two weeks. Mm, two uh, weeks? He missed one week. No, he missed one week. He missed two practices. Gotcha. Technically one practice because the other one got canceled, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So Tuesday was his real first, like, full contact head of practice. And he he was great, man. He took a shot. Or he took a real shot. Of course, I think he was the first one out of, out of everybody to take a shot where the helmet snapped. He went down to the ground. And I almost shit my pants right there. <laughs> it's definitely, an, it was an intense, intense feeling. But I held it together, gave him a couple claps, told him to pop up, and we kept him moving on to the next drill. He was definitely looking at me. Like, so I, when he got like, to the end of the line, this is I, football. Yeah, I slid back. I'm like, you all right? He's like, yeah. He's like, my chin strap, his chin strap went up. You know what I mean? So yeah. he took it all, man. But he got up, he didn't cry. And he kept practicing, which made me more proud than anything, really. The that's kids, it. he's been awesome. That is All literally the kids have been great. That's awesome, man. The, that's literally the only thing to me that matters at that point at yeah. you know, in football. The the fact that life lesson right there, you get knocked on your ass and hey, yeah. what can you do but get up and go at it again yeah. and see what it's about. He didn't he didn't miss a rep. He was a little he was a little mushada there right. for a little bit, but you know, even so when we got home from practice, I guess it was Thursday of last week. So he we made the last two practices, full padded, mm -hmm. got better, ran the ball good, made a couple of plays on defense. He's still getting to the spot, but kind of allaying when it's head on. So we kind of worked a lot on balance at the point of contact, like not falling forward, right. you know, almost to, the, almost to the word of uh, gathering his feet and breaking down mm -hmm. and then bringing, you know, getting to where he needs to be and keeping his balance moving forward through the through his target instead of falling down face or right. running and then like swooping away at the end. You right. know what I mean? So kind of like really just trying pool. to get on that. Yeah. yeah. I think the big thing, like you just said, man, uh, at the point of contact that I honestly didn't learn, I went through a whole college career and I never kept my feet running, like yeah. kept, keep your feet moving. And that's one of the hardest things I, it was for me to yeah. learn. So as a young yeah. kid, the guy that's the guy that's in lower position and the guy that is keeping their feet moving, keeping the momentum going is going to yeah. win for sure. And th and that's what got him on the on the hit. It was he got to the spot. You saw the video. Yeah. He stopped his feet. He was on the wrong side, and you know the other kid didn't stop his feet, and he took a shoulder pad to the face mask, and that right. was that. That's the difference. The best part yep. about that, in my in my opinion, so there's three coaches. The drills going, which is a well structured drill, by the way. Um, yeah. you know, an angle, both on an angle to the middle of the dummies and clicking up in between, not too far apart. Right. So you're starting yeah, yeah. five, seven yards, whatever that is. It was like seven yards. Yeah. Yep. Moving on an angle. You meet up in the, in the middle of the dummies clicks up. Parker gets shot a little bit. Two coaches are pumped. They're like, all right. Yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then the dad, you, I hear you like, all right, like pop up. Come on. <laughs> like you were just focused right on him. And it was yeah. like, it was just, it was textbook, man. So that's really cool. I'm, I'm telling you, and for anybody that's listening that's experienced it so far, like even when we got home, like me and him were just kind of like looking at each other, like, you're right, yeah. dude. Like it was just, <laughs> it was weird because that was the first time you've ever seen your son yeah. or kid in a physical altercation, bro. Right. So it's definitely like, whoa, all right, that felt different. That's interesting. You know? It's interesting, and it's it's so crazy. It's like how you react is more, almost as important as he reacts. Exactly. That's what a lot of people don't first. get. Yeah. 
Where did, his, where did his head snap around to immediately when he got hit to the ground? Right to Me. the big man. No and doubt. I was just like, yo, hey, hey. <laughs> You're right. Pop up. You're right. You're right. Come on, come on. Don't cry. Come on. <laughs> That's good. Uh, like, yeah. that, a lot of people don't understand that. We just got an email from our head coach, a varsity coach. And, um, you know, he runs the whole youth league, too, which is which yeah. is awesome. But Amazing. His involvement. Yeah. But sends out an email about parent-player interactions, like your own kids like negative interactions about like zero tolerance. Like there's more yeah. and more parents criticizing their kids, like in front yep. of everybody after every rep. And some of, you know, a lot of these people don't even know what the hell they're talking about. Number one. Yeah. Yeah. Number two. And you think it's, and it's an insecurity thing within the parents, which is crazy. Like yeah. my kid drops a ball. Like I have to say something. So I'm not embarrassed, you know, Yeah. which is crazy. But anyway, he sent it, sent the email out like, Zero tolerance, negative interaction, parent players. Like one time, you'll get a warning. Two, you're you're out. The kid's out. You won't be asked back for a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, so like, yeah, setting the tone early. But I think that's crucial. That's important. Yeah, I agree. I kind of think I like. That's why I like being on the field and uh, lucky enough to be there. Is because you could you could like with Parker. You know, I'll pull. I'll get to him on the side, and I'll never say anything negative i'll tell them like all right come on make this next play you're able to do that because you're there but if you're on the other side of the fence screaming at the kid to do something that he might have just dropped the pass or didn't make a tackle you know that's a different scenario because now you're embarrassing you know you know you're embarrassing yourself and your family and your kids so it's not cool and um you know we're cautious about that too as coaches we're expecting not expecting but you have to be prepared for something like that you know No doubt. Two things for me, like if I were a message to the parents, I got my first practice on Tuesday for a little flag football. And, you know, obviously flag football is a little different. But as you grow, I got two messages. Number one, like don't criticize your kid in front of this whole group and because I'll be yeah. talking to you quickly with that negative interactions, yeah. reinforcing that. Number two, if you're a kid, I know this is going to happen, right? There's five-year-olds, yeah. six-year-olds, like – you know, you got to keep their interest, but sometimes it doesn't happen. Everybody's got a different attention span. If your kid's going crazy and, you know, just running all over the place, distracting others, like messing up the drills. I know there's parents that drop drop, drop a kid off and don't come back until and pick them up yeah. or whatever. But if you're standing there and your kid's being a jerk, <laughs> I mean, we're trying yeah. not, not babysitting, like do something about it. All right. Because yeah. Yeah. Then I, you know, we have to do something about it. it. It takes out of the whole day, so I understand that's yeah. going to happen. But you got to put some responsibility on parents as well. Like if you yeah. want to sit there and critique, they're freaking dropping a ball or some bad technique yeah. that you don't even know about. Make sure you're there for their uh, their attitude and how they respond yeah. and how on all that stuff and critiquing the same stuff. Exactly. No kid is running perfect slants and catching every ball when they're four and five years old, guys. Like There's that's no, what it is. Yeah. Do you uh do you have assistant coaches lined up? Yeah, I got one. So we got uh we had a bunch of assistants. We had um a couple head coaches, so we needed more head coaches shifted around. So I'm excited, man. I got one and then uh, you know, as we go and get set up, maybe somebody'll volunteer for a third just right. to help yeah. out. We got the freaking we got I got people don't uh are coaching a team and talking about team communication, all that. Uh, something called the Game Changer app. I don't know if you've heard that or you guys use that at all, but... No, we use Sports Engine. Sports Engine, okay, similar stuff. Game Changer, yeah. you know, you put your roster in there, you communicate, emails, texts, all that stuff. 
Uh, we got a freaking snack genius sign up nice. ready to roll. Um, nice. So it's fun, man. But this is uh, cool. year one of just trying to organize and make it a good experience for these kids. Yep. Keep the interest, bro. That's what it's about. That's it. Get them coming back for the next year. Support the game yeah. of football. Speaking of, one of our favorites. Boilermakers. Purdue football, baby. Boilermakers. Yeah. Come in. What do we got? Two Thursdays from now? September 1st. September yeah. 1st. Um, at the, under the lights, Penn State coming to West Lafayette. A nice Let's home go. opener, dude. Real yeah. excited about that. I think um, you know, it's going to be a crucial season for the Boilers and Jeff Brown, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's cool because there's some new faces, man. Mm-hmm. There could be new stars born. Uh, you know what I mean? Especially in the wide receiver room where, you know, you have you've had two All Americans in the yep. last three years. We're at four seasons, so <sighs> that's that's going to be different. Yeah, well, absolutely. It's I think you're going to see more of that too in any school with the with NIL stuff yeah. and transfers and and coming and going. I mean, there's going to be so many new faces. You don't even know who to follow until yeah. game day. You know. But um, I could, there's definitely some, uh, from what I've read, a couple little things, there's some depth at that wide receiver position and some guys that can make plays too. So who are they talking about mainly? Who's the top, who's the top right now? Uh, definitely Charlie Jones is definitely the transfer from Iowa. Yep. He's been, he's been making plays, turning heads. You have, uh, Tyrone Tracy, also a transfer from Iowa an indie kid. Mm -hmm. He's also making plays. Um, who else did I see? I know Brock Thompson uh, was another one that came last year, but he's he's banged up, which we'll get to. But yeah. he'll play a role TJ, as well. TJ Sheffield, mm. he's in the mix. It'll probably run on the slot a little bit a bunch. Yeah, and a lot about Payne Dorham. You were right on Grant Miller. I yeah, forgot. Man. I didn't see that. He's out for the year. Grant Miller, big time tight end, out for yeah. the year, which really stinks. That's a big loss. Yeah. Um, so so they that, have a quarterback, um, kid Pfeiffer. He looks like he's running that second tight end spot a little bit. Gotcha. Nice. Um, I So, article by Mike Carmen of the Journal and Courier. Mike Carmen's been there a long time, man. Uh, knows a lot about Purdue football. Um, but yeah. he was more, you know, the article was, was recent, more circled around how key starters at Purdue right now are not back yet in camp. <clears throat> and kind of, they had a video interview. Brahms, honestly, I don't know. He seemed a little frustrated. I think it was after their last scrimmage. Um, and I think, uh, you know, wasn't the sharpest scrimmage of it all. So he came off a little yeah. frustrated. And then he started talking a little bit about the injuries. Um, and some of those guys that are key starters for this year, they're not back yet. I know Jalen Graham is out. He's a nickel on defense. Will be my favorite boiler, I think, this year. Branson Dean. Yeah, wait. There's no way that man misses September 1st. No, no question. He'll be on that field. Absolutely. Um, Branson Dean, D-tackle, Brock Thompson, wide receiver, Corey Trice, big-time DB. Um, So those guys are not in and back. And uh, he's talked a little bit about that in the article. We've got to get them ready to play, Brom says. They practice some, but not a lot. And they've they've got to get more work. They think they're going to be able to just show up in the game and play hard, but it's not going to happen. So he's trying to – it sounds yeah. like he was trying to send a little message to and, – and he yeah. definitely, you know, I don't want to take anything out of context because before that he was saying, I understand injuries, you know, they're, they're annoying and they take time and you want to get them healthy. But at the same time, September 1 is coming fast and uh, you got to get exactly. those reps somehow, some way. A little motivation, man. And we need Corey Trice, man. He, he was out all last year. 
this is a big year for him. Absolutely. There's NFL talk about that dude too. So he needs to be out there and perform. Uh, I, I honestly believe Bean, Graham, those guys are going to be out there ready to go. That's why I think, and like, plus, I, don't, I don't know the other injuries of those guys, but I feel like yeah. Brom's sending a little message, like, all right, we're, yeah. it's, it's time Start to go. You know what up. I'm saying? Right. Yep. Um, they're the elders. They're the elders, too. So they need to be making some, you know, leading by example in a right. lot of ways, too. Setting the Not tone. Not just talking from the sidelines. Yep. Um, some other items in, in Carmen's article, which is pretty good. A one-on-one piece, Brom just emphasized that we got to, Focus more, focus a lot more on in scrimmages about winning one-on-one matchups. So defensive linemen, offensive linemen, um, you know, they've been able to make some plays, but when things are guarded tighter, we've got to figure out ways to make more contested catches. So that's what David yeah. Bell was tremendous at. That's what Brown yeah. was saying. So we just need that guy to be in there to make some contested yeah. catches and just compete one on a one-on-one. Forget the scheme. Yeah. Um, there's, I should have got the kid. There's a freshman kid. He's been wearing number five. He's a big boy, 6'4 receiver. He's made a couple plays on video I've seen. And hopefully that kid, uh, I think his name is Marshawn Rice, mm. number nine. Um, he's also a big threat. And he's he's got some burn, but he was hurt last year as well. So, you know, Zion Steptoe is a freshman. They have a kid yeah. named Kentrell Marks is a freshman. So they have some kids, but we'll see what all, happens. Yeah, it's just that all got to come together, and like he's just waiting. We're waiting for who's going to yeah. pop out. You know what I'm saying? Um, I speaking hope of Thursday popping night, out, September first, it pops out. Yeah. Speaking of popping out, um, they asked a couple questions about Nick Carraway, who's a Texas from Texas um, defensive lineman. Uh, Brom really likes him. It's just talking about how he pops out, but he doesn't necessarily see a starting spot just yet. Uh, we've got to find a spot for him, and understanding the whole package isn't going to naturally happen for him as well. We've got to get him up to speed and know what calls we can run when he's in there. So, what do you think, what do you think that? Go ahead. I just think he's one of the masters. Brahm is obviously this translates to defensive coordinator and all that, but like with Rondell back, at, you know, when he was playing, Brahm's the master of packages and understanding like where the playmakers are on the field and what plays that we're running to get that ball in in the in that player's hand so on the defensive side understanding like if he can't understand the whole defense so be it he's a freshman but we got to get him in there and understand that when he is in there these are the certain plays these are certain schemes and techniques that he's used to he can excel with um yeah so that makes him in the best position to succeed absolutely and i think and that helps his football team yeah no question what were you going to mention before um, no, it's just going to be interesting to really see. I mean, my thing too is with Aiden O'Connell. I mean, yes, he's had David Bell, but he wasn't a. He's not a guy that's just going to find one guy. Even when Bell was out there, mm-hmm. he got everybody the ball. Everybody made plays, and then in the bowl game, he started even more. Yep. So my man's I, delivering. So my que- yeah, my question I think was to you is: Do you think by not having of David Bell or Rondell Moore, do you think maybe in Brahm's eyes it's easier to spread the ball around to maybe four or five guys that equal a Rondell Moore or a David Bell? Do you think it's easier for him to open up his whole offense mm-hmm. with a plethora of guys he could throw the ball to instead of targeting David Bell 10, 12, 13 times a game? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think it helps on two levels. So the play caller is one, the quarterback himself is the other. And I honestly, 
with if you don't have that one guy that everybody expects to get the ball, I think that benefits yeah. the quarterback most just because it gotcha. takes off it takes off that pressure as far as, you know, I'm going through my progression, these are the play calls, yeah. this is what I'm doing schematically, my decision making. Now, when it becomes, you know, it's man to man and you know something's on the line, blah blah blah, you have people that you're going to look for and lean towards, but yeah. that'll develop over time. I think it's it's crucial for Brom. It definitely opens up options, but he's definitely in there. You're definitely going to identify preseason or before week one, like these are the guys that we want to see, at least get the ball, get some opportunities, and, you know, he's planning around that. But as far as where I think the master, whatever the word is, like where, where he ex- exceeds is like O'Connell's not having to worry about that stuff. Like, yeah. Brahms the architect and building these plays like in David Bell or whatever or Moore was in there he's just calling the plays and he's got more he's got David Bell in the right positions where O'Connell could just go through his normal progression yeah on what's supposed to happen and boom the ball gets there so it's not yeah. like it's not like O'Connell's thinking oh well Bell's on the field I got to get it to him gotcha. it's, it's within the progression of the of the play call so yeah. it's just be interesting on who pops out and who becomes Brahms dependable guy and, yeah. and O'Connell at the same time. So that's exciting stuff. Speaking of quarterback, let's go quick audio. Just, it was, that was the last piece of, uh, of Carmen's article just talking about, Hey, our QB is still solid. We got a six year QB uh, ready to bark on, ready to embark on his final season. Let's hear from Jeff. He's had a really good camp. Uh, he's been dialed in, locked in. He's provided great leadership. He understands how important um, he is to, to this team. Uh, it's credit to him. Um, you know what? In the last spring game, it was not one of his better days. He understands that as well. And because of that, he's had some solid days. And today was another solid day. We've got to keep him healthy. We've got to make sure that we're get him in a rhythm. We've got to do things he's comfortable with. But, uh, you know, he's a valuable piece that uh, has done a really, really good job. So never too high, never too low as a head coach. Yeah. That was a classic like head coach response to like, hey, how's Aiden O'Connell doing? But yeah. um How do you think he's doing, buddy? That's probably really what he wanted to say. Yeah, no doubt. I uh it's just it feels good to have something solid there. And um yeah. I'm just in, really interested and excited about how that dynamic between play caller and QB, the extension of the play caller. Like that's it's just so crucial, man. So crucial. Yeah. And I, you know, I feel like they're high on their offensive line. They're doing a good job. They're performing. Yeah. So if we can protect this man, we're gonna have some success. Well, that's what one of the takeaways I watched from um, the you know the Big Ten Network, the road trip uh, shows they have. They mm-hmm. go to each camp. Yeah. Their offensive line, man. That's the hog mollies, baby. <laughs> hog <They're> gonna... mollies. <laughs> That's it. That's where it all happens, dude. Yep. And we're pretty stout up front on the offensive side of the ball. So I think it's going to come down to defense and continuity on the offense and keeping guys healthy, running the football, picking up and finding yards from, you know, yards you can't get from Horvath anymore. Uh, King Doru's got to be there all year and healthy. Got to see some things, some things from some other guys. Hopefully, Samson James. Mm. Hopefully, Kentrell Marks makes some plays. Anybody makes some plays <laughs> from the backfield. That's the best part is uh, the opportunities <clears throat> are there for guys to take yeah. take on and and uh, and jump on. So, 
Yeah. It's exciting stuff. Boilermakers are ready to roll. Two weeks coming in. September 1st, I'll be there as a true fan, hanging out, nice. man. Feeling lucky. But uh, but there are guys out there pumping Purdue in the mix to go play for that Big Ten title game. So on paper, and there's a lot of returning guys on defense. So, you know, there's some hype behind this team. So this, uh, this will be an interesting season. Yeah, I think out of any year, the the schedule is kind of conducive to some success. Um, yeah. You know, no Buckeyes, no Wolverines, no Sparty on the schedule. Um, Got to go through Wisconsin, obviously, which always is our weakness. And, uh, uh, so we'll see what happens. But you can't go past week one, dude. We got Big Ten nope. Nittany Lions in town. Yeah. So and ranked in the top twenty five too. So Oof. So there we go, man. Any closing remarks? I got nothing for a top uh final five, so we're just gonna skip it this week. Yeah, no, nah, I mean things have been good. You know, nothing else really. That's it. That's what we have. Episode twenty three. Fantastic. We're excited for some football, ladies and gentlemen. Gotta stay tuned, keep things up. We'll get uh I got some video on here, so hopefully Get some video content and start building, man. Yeah, we got to get that video out there. We got to get, we got to get this pumping. So spread the love uh, to our listeners. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Yeah. Wish everybody the best. We'll see everybody next week. Later. Later.